This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 147-inch. On this episode, we interview Perry Grip and Steve Sherlock of the band Nerf Herder, who just released a brand new song featuring Weird Al Yankovic. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Welcome back to Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, everybody. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I wasn't welcoming you back, Dave. I was welcoming our listeners. Well, what if I happen to listen to the episode? Well, then I'll welcome you then. Uh, That's fair enough. All right, well, now that that's all out of the way, it's time for This Week in Weird Al-Related News! Yesterday, People Magazine shared the first official image of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al from the upcoming Weird, the Al Yankovic Story movie. Weird Al also shared that same photo as part of his regular posting of photos from the set of the film. This official photo was not the first photo of Daniel to make the rounds as TMZ and others shared paparazzi shots of Daniel as Weird Al as early as last week. Now, in response to the leaked photos, director and co-writer Eric Appel said, So happy that people are first seeing Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al the way I intended them to, in the base camp parking lot, partially costumed and shot with a telephoto lens from across the street. Well, Ethan, now that it's out there, we've actually seen photos of Daniel Radcliffe dressed up as Weird Al Yankovic. What's your thoughts? What are your opinions? I personally think Daniel looks fantastic. And I get that, you know, the paparazzi shots are not ideal. And the official one, you know, has him fully in costume and with the accordion. And it looks great. I'm just so happy. I think it all looks good. I'm just so excited. What about you, Dave? How do you feel? Yeah, I feel the same exact way. As soon as I saw even those paparazzi pictures of Daniel, I was like, oh, he looks great. He looks fabulous. (laughs) And if anyone has a problem with it, all they have to do is look to Weird Al, who he himself loves the fact that <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is playing him in the movie. I trust Weird Al, Eric Appel, and everyone else that was involved in casting Daniel. I know that Daniel is going to knock this out of the park. And personally, I don't think that anyone was really expecting to see a perfect clone of Weird Al. I mean, I certainly wasn't. And I'm also very happy with what I've seen so far of Daniel's portrayal. Oh, Totally. And I can't imagine it happens often that the subject of a biopic gets to help choose the actor that's playing them. So, really, it boils down to, if you're not yet on board with Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al, well, you're just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we can only hope that they made the correct choices by casting our part, Dave and Ethan, with The Rock. We can only hope, Dave. Now, this is so exciting. Multimorphic just announced plans to release a pinball machine based on Weird Al. This is exciting. The new pinball game is called Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity and is slated for its P3 pinball platform. So we did some research and the P3 pinball platform is this modular system that allows you to swap different play fields and different games. And it looks like it's going to be very cool. 
While no official pricing has been released thus far, similar setups from this company have cost $10,000 or more. More details are expected soon, and the pinball machine is expected to be available in arcades later this year. For more information about Multimorphic and the P3, and to see a really fun teaser video with some graphics from the upcoming game, be sure to check out Multimorphic.com. A brand new tour date has been added to the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. That's right, the newly listed concert will be held at the Iroquois Amphitheater in Louisville, Kentucky on August 27th. If you want to go, you gotta act fast because tickets go on sale to the general public today, February 23rd at 12 o'clock noon, Burrito Burrito Time. Burrito Burrito Time, you say? This episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound, double-wrapped in a quesadilla, burrito burrito, and wizard burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your burrito burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world plant-based real food. Always vegan style. Visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. Well, golly gee, that sound means we've got a message on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Okay, intern Frank, let's hear this message, and don't you dare screw it up. Hello, this is Will King in, uh, well, I'll say Salt Lake City, but that's not where I'm from. Anyway, that's not important. I just went to the International Guitar Night where, uh, you know, one uh, famous podcast composer... Jim Kimo West uh, was performing uh, along with three other people that I will get the names of uh, I, Luca, uh, Halia, and uh, anyway, Jim Kimo West was performing uh, along with three other people, and it was absolutely fantastic. If uh, International Guitar Night is coming your way, then absolutely take the time to come out and see it. I, I was a li- I was like, oh, maybe I will, and then maybe I won't. And yesterday I was like, no, I'm buying a ticket. And I got seat 27 on the front row, and I got to watch the the, the show. And it's uh, it starts off with individuals. You know, each person comes out and performs as an individual, as a solo artist. Then they get together in a big uh, four. All four of them play, and then they have an intermission, and then uh, they come out and play in duos and duets. I guess just duets. They play duets. Anyway, uh, and then they ended again with, you know, all four of them playing. And it was just absolutely great. You know, they played tons of styles. They played Vietnamese music. They played, you know, of course, Hawaiian flat key music. They played Indian music. They played lots of Spanish music. Uh, they played Italian music. They, and they also played uh, My Bologna. Uh, and they played uh, Sweet Child of Mine, which doesn't have a parody of, of it that I'm aware of. Anyway... Uh, they so they played rock and roll. They played uh, uh, tons of classical and world uh, guitar music. Anyway, I had an absolute blast. It sounds like something that is like, oh, you know, put on your monocle when you go into International Guitar Night because it's going to be, you know, fuddy duddies and it's going to be, you know, like, oh, we we're very serious and all that. But it was an absolute blast. And 
I didn't know the other three people, but I went and got their CDs after because they played absolutely fantastically. Uh, anyway, that is all to say, look up the tour dates for International Guitar Night, and if it's coming anywhere near you, it's absolutely worth it. I paid 23 bucks uh, for my seat uh, right there on the front row. I had to crane my neck a little sideways, uh, but it was totally, totally worth it. But it was just like a bad check, just like a train wreck. But don't want to stare, but you can't look away. Like Sally Jesse. Sorry. Anyway, go if you can. Jim Kimo West is the greatest guitarist of all time. All right, bye. Wow, thank you for that call, Will. And thank you for confirming that International Guitar Night is an absolute blast. It sounds like you had a lot of fun. And we are also glad to hear that you share our sentiments that the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West is indeed the greatest guitar player of all time. And Will, congratulations on getting front row seat number 27. Ah, I just wish the tour was a little closer to me, but I guess I'll have to catch the next one. How cool is it that they played My Bologna, or, you know, at least the instrumental version of it? Oh, now I want to go even more, Dave. The tour runs through March 6th, so the time to get your tickets and head to a show is running out. Be sure to go over to internationalguitarnight.com or jimkemowest.com for more information and tour dates. And speaking about my Bologna, we're really excited about this week's interview, so take it away, Ethan. Oh, no, 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 Dave. I insist. You take it away. Ethan and I are absolutely thrilled to welcome two founding members of the band Nerf Herder to our podcast. They recently released the song Born Weird, featuring Weird Al and Dr. Demento. Please welcome Barry Grip and Steve Sherlock. Hey, guys. How are Woo! you doing? Wow. What's up, Dave? Hi, Ethan. <laughs> Thank you for having us on Bye. your show. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've, I've wanted to talk to you guys for so long personally because I've just been such a big fan of Nerf Herder and Perry, your solo stuff. And so finally, we have a Weird Al connection to bring you guys on. That is <laughs> we're so happy to be here. It's still mind blowing that we're doing this. It's uh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. So so the 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 new single just came out, Born Weird. Where did this idea come from? Is, is this autobiographical by any it's, chance? Well, it is autobiographical, as many Nerf Herder songs are. Um, so the, the character singing the song, of course, in most Nerf Herder songs is what I like to call a relatable idiot, which is sort of a, sort of a dumbass <laughs> who, who is doing something stupid, but that someone might go, oh, I wouldn't do what this guy did, but I can kind of relate to why he did that. And so, um, but this is a really fairly true about my growing up in high school, and I really did listen to Dr. Demento and when when Weird Al came out it was really uh it it was like a, this great thing I don't know how I'm guessing you're younger but I was in junior high when this when this happened and I would tape the Dr. Demento show off of the radio and that's the music I listened to was all the time was this tape of the Dr. Demento show every week and when Weird Al came out it was like wow this guy is like you know, I couldn't be Robert Plant or be like, uh, you know, the Freddie Mercury, but I could maybe be this guy who sings these funny songs. So it was a really inspiring. I think he was a hero for a lot of us uh, computer room nerd type people at the time. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, in the song, of course, you mentioned My Bologna. Is that the first Weird Al song that you heard? Or did you go all the way back to like another one rides the bus or what? It must have been My Bologna on, I think that was the yeah. first one on that he had on 
Dr. Domeno. I'm not sure, but I think that might have been the one I heard. And I remember the story of him recording in, at Cal Poly in the bathroom there at the university, which is not <laughs> far from where I live. And so that was always like, oh, he's like, he's just right up the coast, up there in that bathroom <laughs> singing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. San Luis is about like two hours up north or so. It's about an hour and a half, but it seems it's like, uh, I don't know why it seems kind of local, but. Um. Well, speaking of local, you know, uh, I was actually living in Hawthorne, which is roughly about 15 minutes away from Linwood. When I first heard, oh wow! When I first heard, heard Weed Al on Doctor Demento, and I, it was yeah Sunday nights, I would listen on KMUT, and uh, just, you know I I just loved it. So uh, I went out and I um I bought the uh, the forty five for another one rides the bus, and that was it. <laughs> Game over for me. <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> Do you still have that forty five? That forty five is a collector's item. The another one rides the bus forty five. Oh yeah, it's um, you know the thing about that single. Quick story about that is, uh, you know, I, I, I'd heard My Bologna. Um, Another One Rides the Bus was, you know, that's the first rec- record I bought. So um, my, my brother and I went out to the mall. We grabbed it. And it was choice between that or like the, the uh, it was like Lenny and the Squig Tones. I, I bought both. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <right>. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but um, so, yeah, we, we took it home. We, we, we played Another One Rides the Bus dozens of times. It was just, you know, cracking up every time. And finally said, hey, what's on the other side of the record? Like, do we even know? Let's, let's give it a shot. So you know, we're, <laughs> we, we're playing it. And it's like all, we're listening, kind of like, you know, bobbing our heads going, this is kind of disco. I don't know. This, is this even funny? <laughs> and and, and it's just we're going, I don't know. I don't know. And finally, when he gets to the phrase, we're just like, blah! <laughs> we just lose our minds. <laughs> So that song will always hold a special place in my heart forever. So it's just like, it's, yeah, I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're talking about My Bologna and we're talking about Born Weird. And so My Bologna is the B-side on the record. Why My Bologna? What was the choice there? Was it, is it the your favorite song? Were there other songs you guys were thinking about covering? Oh, we, well, we, we had uh, Born Weird and we were just going to leave the B-side blank. Right, Steve? Like that was kind of the idea was we didn't really have anything for the B side. I don't know yeah. why we picked My Bologna. I think it was just the version, not the single version or the original version that he recorded in the bathroom, but the version from his first record is so fast and rocking. I think it just yeah. seemed like one we could do that would sound really, really great. Um, yeah. And I really like the way it turned out. I think it's it's pretty fun. I, I think it's probably one of the few Al songs that we could play without completely butchering because it's closer to our style. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we want is Weird Al calling us going, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we could never do a song like Albuquerque that has so many words. It's just that we, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. My Bologna is pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think it would have fit on the vinyl if you guys did Albuquerque. <laughs> no, you would need like a double vinyl. <laughs> oh, man. Now, we know that Weird Al famously asks everybody that he parodies for permission to, to do their songs. And while you're not doing a parody of My Bologna, you are doing a cover version of My Bologna. Did you have to ask or did you feel the need to ask Weird Al permission to do that song? I uh, I sent him, we had a demo of it and I sent it to him and I said, hey, are you OK if we do this? Because he, of course, had been talking to us about the song because he played on it and uh, he, right. he liked it. He said it was he said it was rocking. 
That's what he said. And he also, he added <laughs> that awesome. he uh, didn't like the way the original version on his album turned out because they were really nervous and they didn't have a click track and that's why they played it so fast. <laughs> so he thought it was oh. too fast, that original version, <laughs> which is really fast, actually. I don't know. Bermuda Schwartz, wow. he, uh, he's pretty much a human click track. I think he's a phenomenal drummer. <laughs> he, nailed, he nailed that song. I think what Al was saying was just it was their first time in the stu- <laughs> in a real recording studio, and they just were nervous, and they played oh, really yeah. fast. Well, from, from the I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> from the Cal Poly bathroom to the recording studio, it's a huge jump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Less urinals around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, actually, Dave and I have both visited that bathroom. Have you guys taken a visit ever? No. I don't think I... I've ever been to that bathroom. Is there a plaque? There is. There is a I've got to get up there. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, next time we'll have to bypass that bubblegum alley place and go straight to the Cal Poly yeah. bathroom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a great little town. Okay, so the single just came out. How long has it been in the works? You know, how long have you guys been working on this? Oh wow, um, we oh, we were we were kind of slow. Nerfurter is sort of famously takes a leisurely pace. So we actually the the backing tracks were recorded in two thousand and fourteen. So a long time ago. Really? Yeah, it was Whoa, it, it was an cow. outtake from. <laughs> our Rockingham album. And uh, it was just, I could never figure out the lyrics. And I always wanted to have this song about Dr. Demento and a song about, about Al. And uh, it finally just, I was listening to the track, you know, a year and a half ago. I'm like, Oh, this will work. And I, I figured it out. So, um, but yes. And then we recorded it with Al. Um, he did his part in September of 2020. And it's taken us this long to release it. I think he thought we were going to release it like the next week or something. And so at some point, I think he emailed me. He's like, hey, when's that song coming out? Like it was like six months later. Like, why are you guys taking so long? I've, I've done two tours since you did this. <laughs> wow. So how did you approach Al? Was it Was it just... When you were writing the lyrics, where you're like, "Oh, Al has to be on this," or did that idea come later? I think that I my the original idea was to have someone just play accordion because it talks it mentions him and and thought, "Oh, we'll just have it and they'll, it'll the magic of of the song will make people think it's Al." But then I thought, "Oh, I guess I could actually ask him." So I just email <laughs> I emailed him because I I know him a little bit, like I, I've worked with him a little bit. So I, I emailed him, and he of course was super nice about it and he's i mean you must hear this all the time he's like the nicest guy in the world he's so nice in fact that you don't want to bug him because you're like oh he's too he'll 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 put up with my my stupidness which he did <laughs> he'll dare to put up with your stupidness. yeah he's dared to put up with his stupidness <laughs> but he's very you must hear this all the time he's like the nicest guy in the world and he's very like uh uh, considerate and, and kind person. Oh, yeah. And every single person we've ever talked to and every experience we've ever had with Al, it's just, yeah, he is the nicest person in the world. Yeah. Do, do you guys hang out with Al? Not not as much as we'd like to. We usually have to pay to hang out with him. <laughs> 
Me too. Well, Perry had a chance to actually work with Al. That's um, true. On the outside. Uh, Tell us about that, Perry. It's I love this story. Oh, thank you. Is this your podcast now, Steve? Yes. Sounds like you're interviewing <laughs> me. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I was, you know, I write music, and I was working on a Disney cartoon, and he has done a lot of voices on cartoons and guest spots, and uh, I was like, oh, we gotta get, we gotta get Al on here. This is my dream, right? So, uh, of course, I talked to the people at Disney, and they're, oh, yes, we'll talk to him, and they. And they signed him up, and I got to write a song for him to sing. And uh, he um, he was on tour uh, when he was going to record it, so he figured out he would he had to record it in uh, in in Tucson, Arizona, uh, sort of at a studio they hired there. And he at the same time he was working on the show uh, Milo Murphy's Law, so he would do that the the recording for that too at the same time. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to Arizona. I'm going to fly out there. And even if I just sit behind a glass <laughs> thing and watch him record, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to miss Al singing my song I wrote. So I flew out there and uh, we went. It was it like some guy's house, like out in, out in some like fancy enclave, Arizona, rich person enclave. And he had a studio in his house. I think Al was in like his closet or something recording his vocal but and it was nice the guy was nice and it was it was a beautiful place but but uh that was it and i got to i minimally hung out with al we showed up in our separate ubers and and left in separate ubers and and that was uh that was it (laughs) he did a great job is al aware of nerf herder or your solo stuff i think he must be because i will now tell the story of the first my first interaction with al is that uh, I was, it was 2010, and Al was playing at the the Chumash Casino right near, like 20 minutes from where I live. And at the time, my wife was in the hospital at USC, which was in LA. And I was sitting in the, in the waiting room, and I was wrote, I tweeted, it was when I would like just tweet the dumbest stuff on Twitter or whatever I could think of. And I tweeted, I was like, oh, I really wish I was seeing... Al tonight and I tagged him in it and I'd never had any contact with him but then like shortly later I got a direct message from him it was like hey if you ever want to come to a show just uh here's my email and contact me and I'll put you on the guest list which like totally blew me away like it was it was crazy <laughs> wow. wow and I think he I think he was aware of me maybe because I had these kind of viral YouTube videos that were sort of popular at the time so he must have just been right. like oh Hamster on a piano guy. I want him backstage. <laughs> <laughs> I guess rewinding just a little bit, what was the song that Al recorded of yours for the Disney show? Um, it was called Shapeshifter, and he played this villain. Uh, this is a show called The 7D, which was uh, this sort of reboot of The Seven Dwarves, and it's interestingly not on Disney+. Plus. I don't know what's gone on with the show or if it will ever be on there, but um, <laughs> he was The Seven Dwarves, and he was this villain shapeshifter, and uh, he uh, sings the song about himself, shapeshifter, and uh, it's it was like real a high point in my my life and career. It was, it was very exciting. <laughs> and then, Perry, did you work with Al at all on his appearance on Storybots? No, I didn't, but I did hear about it. Cause yeah, cause I, I worked on that show too, but I had to ask those guys, I'll, wait, what do you do? How, what was that like? 
I I didn't. <laughs> and there's a new, he does another song for there's a new story about series coming out that he did a, he sings a song on that I didn't write, which I'm pretty mad about. So if you're a creator of Storybots and you're listening, <laughs> I'm, I'm, next season. You should just write more songs and just pitch it, and you know the shows will bring in Al. Like, yeah, uh, I think you're right about that. I, I, I'm pretty lazy though. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't try too hard. That's the story. <laughs> Steve, did you know that? Perry was reaching out to Al to do the accordion solo, or was that a surprise to you? Uh, yeah, I think he'd already uh, he, he thought about that idea, and he he ran it by me, and I was just like, oh, oh heck yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, and uh, <laughs> and knowing that they already had a you know they already had a professional um, you know past, I'm like, oh, I, he'd probably do it because. You know, there was that 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 period uh, after Al had finished up all uh, you know his contract, and he just started uh, having appearances everywhere. He was popping up like you know, all over the podcasts, interviews. He was just comedy shows, and he was just everywhere. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> he better do it. <laughs> but oh no, I was yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, when I first heard that, I was just um, now if you if you buy the single, the vinyl on the inside of the vinyl. Um, it's got the uh, the score of his accordion solo, and it's all he you know he he sent that along, and uh, you know it's there's so many notes on it. It's like Ingve Malmsteen had played it. Yeah, it's really uh, a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, it was surprising because I I asked him to do it and just I kind of thought there was a pretty good chance he wouldn't do it, but um, he agreed to and he's very nice and and he quickly like sent me the sheet music and he said, hey, will this work? And I was just like, Al, I can't read music. What is this? <laughs> None of us read music. And then he recorded it, like a thing for it. But it was, it was really, and wow. it's really amazing too. Like he just, I think I, and I had asked him, I think I said, hey, Al, could you shred some accordion on this song? And I didn't think he would actually shred, but he shredded. Like, it's just his playing. He's just a, he's a, an amazing musician, as you know. A lot oh, of people, yeah. a lot of people yeah. don't know yeah. that. They don't realize what a, what an accomplished guy he is. But um, yeah, it was just, I was blown away when I heard it. it was so great. Yeah, I'm taking a look at the sheet music that's included in the vinyl right now. And yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I have no idea how to read this either. So I, I wouldn't know what to do. But it, it's very detailed. It looks very complicated. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. marks. A lot of dots there. <laughs> so did he hear the song before suggesting this solo? Or did he just have it ready to go? Oh, no, I sent him the song. I, I had recorded a demo yeah. of the song, and then I, I just sent it and said, Al, you know, we this is the song, and it mentions you, and and it mentions, you know, Dr. Domino, and it would be great if you play, play right here, because it's sort of like he, he's like, it mentions his name, and then poof, like a, like a leprechaun out of a <laughs> box of Lucky Charms, right. boom, he's playing accordion. <laughs> so it just seems, I don't know if that meant anything to him, but it just... Anyway, he, he was uh, he was positive about it. It was great. Although I did when I asked him, he's like, "Oh, I, yeah, I really want to do this, but you got to ask my go through my manager." And usually, what that means is like, "No, I'm not going to do it," because the manager right. says, right. "says oh. oh no, you can't <laughs> yeah. do this. No, he can't do it. No, he's busy. No, he's bro he, his accordion's broken or something." 
But um, <laughs> well, it was it was also uh, COVID time, and he hadn't done anything. He's like, "Wow, I got to warm up my fingers." And <laughs> didn't he didn't he record it like in his basement and do his laptop or something? <laughs> yeah, he did. And I I don't know where he was. I didn't ask him where he was because I think he has a studio at his house where he normally lives. But I think he was somewhere else. Uh, I think he was, I don't know, like a COVID bunker or someplace, like <laughs> some different oh. place. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can. I think I can record this in the basement in, on my laptop, which made me think he wasn't at home. But I didn't want to ask him, like, oh, where are you? Where are you, Al? I'm going to come by. But um, no, he, he. I think he was someplace with his laptop. And he did it. He did it fast. It's Yeah, it's all MIDI. He doesn't even need a microphone. He just like pl- plugs it straight into the laptop and... Boom. Oh, that's right. No, okay. he, he recorded through a microphone. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh. He did. In fact, he, mm. and he's he's such a pro. He recorded the left hand and the right hand separately. And he said, oh, this is, you want to mix it like this. He kind of told us how to mix it and gave us tips on getting the accordion to sound good in the recording, which is really, uh, you know, was really awesome and helpful. Uh, and so, wow. uh, you know, and I tried to run everything by him all the mixes and stuff because he's, you know, I wanted his approval and, and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, he, he was, he had a, he was so helpful. It was great. It's hard to talk about the single without mentioning the incredible cover artwork. What was the inspiration behind this? And I definitely recognize Luke McGarry. Like, I think he did Festival Supremes posters and, and their artwork. He did. Yeah. And he's, he's just amazing. And he, he, um, I love that first um, the album first Al's first album cover that has all the detail. It's kind of like a Mad Magazine thing, and so and of course yeah. Steve and I were big fans of Luke's anyway, and so it was like kind of a no brainer to ask him. And um, I think I might have mentioned to him like, "Hey, could we do something like Festival Supreme?" And he's like, "Well," <laughs> I told him the budget, and he was like, "Well, you can't really get Festival Supreme, but you could get like." <laughs> Like a corner of that, like a smaller version. So that's why it doesn't have that many characters on it. But it's amazing. I love it. It's great. The artwork's it's the best artwork I've ever seen and been associated with. So I think it's great. You like it, right, Steve? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's fantastic. It's one of those covers you just want to stare at forever. And it's you know, it's Mad Magazine style, and you have you know, it's almost like one of those like Mad Foldins where you just want to just stare at it forever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you see like something different every time you're mm-hmm. looking at it. I feel like if so for the people who aren't familiar with with what you guys look like, Steve, I, th- I think you're the guy with the Math Club trophy. And Perry, you've got the inhaler. Yes, Is that's that correct. Accurate. That's correct. He he captured. He really captured our our vibe. <laughs> Except I'm terrible at math, and Perry does not have asthma. <laughs> uh, well, I love that Al has his classic checkerboard uh, vans on, and we haven't really even talked about Doctor Demento. So. Was he brought on the project before or after Al was on the project? Um, I think he was. He was definitely brought on after. Um, I because I didn't know him at all, and I don't. Steve, did you ever meet him or talk to him or anything like that? Mm, no, no, not 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 Doctor D. Um, I had never met him before. I mean, I'd listened to him, of course, and I felt like he was right. my dad in a way because I listened to him so much, but. <laughs> um, I just um, reached out to him through his website, and it helped that Al had already agreed to do it. I think that made it more, probably more interesting for him. But um, 
Mm-hmm. And I never communicated with him. He has a guy that you go through, that you talk to. And so right. uh, so I went through his person. Um, and so uh, that was... But he was great in what he did. Was I mean, it's unbelievable for me to hear as like a fan to hear him talking over the recording. It was so great. I just want to I want to put it, put his voice on a loop over and over and over. Now there are two versions of this. There's the version where he does the intro, and then there's a version where he does the outro. Oh, really? Yes. How, how do we oh, get nice. the the separate version? The other version is the streaming online version where he does the intro. Like you're listening to the radio oh, and his voice okay. comes on and, oh, yeah, this, here comes Nerf Herder. And I think he does like a woo, 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 alert sound or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, as uh, as uh, collectors, Dave and I, we need a physical release of the intro version as well. Oh, man. Oh. Hmm, uh, interesting. I suppose that could have been the B-side. <laughs> yeah, that could have been, huh? But I think, I think my balloon had turned out so good. That should actually oh. be the A side because my Bologna is really. Uh, I mean, that's a great song. <laughs> that that was really fun to record, and yeah, I think it's a good chance we'll be playing that song live. It's fast, but oh, we cool. could probably we could pull it off. Awesome. Mm, well, we might want to slow see. it down. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Doctor Demento's part, is that something Doctor Demento came up with himself, or did you give you know him him or I guess his people direction on what you wanted him to say there? I gave I gave some direction, but he he sort of he did a few different versions. Um, I think he did he kind of he didn't stick exactly to the direction, but I think I had said like oh say something like this or you this this is like the kind of thing you say say that like he, he I really just wanted <laughs> I just wanted him to sound like him so and he did oh yeah right he yeah. sounds just like him and then going back to the Weird Al solo the accordion solo when you heard the original demo that Weird Al sent you did you have any suggestions or changes or did you just use what Weird Al sent you I had no changes for him because he what he did was just perfect and I didn't <laughs> didn't change it no it was, it was better than what I imagined because yeah I don't know you ask people to do stuff and then they come back and it's way better and that's what he did. <laughs> it was amazing. Still, I can't believe it. It is an incredible solo. Yeah. How many times did you guys just sit there and just listen to Al's solo on repeat? Oh, oh I listened to it a through. lot. Yeah. That should have been the B side, just his solo loops. It's so good. Oh, it's unbelievable. That's so well, awesome. It sounds like you guys have a second single there. You can do the full version with the introduction yeah. to Born Weird of Dr. Demento and then put Weird Al's solo, accordion solo, on the B-side. When we need some extra cash, we will definitely do that. <laughs> Scrape <Or> together <laughs> another single. Let's do a rendition of, of uh, I've Got a Boogie. <laughs> oh, I love that song. So there you good. go. <laughs> Well, Dave and I will certainly be buying copies of that if you ever decide to put it out. Hmm. <laughs> Just let us know. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, one thing that one thing that still kind of I don't understand how we missed the boat on this, but there was the um, Doctor Demento's covered in punk. Oh yeah, no, like, we did, we didn't, and I'll tell you exactly how we missed the that Steve. Oh, oh. so the guy who put out, who puts out that record is. Um, is his name's John. He's very nice, and he is the guy you talk to when you talk to Doctor Domino. He's the guy I've been emailing with, oh. and he asked us to, to be on that record. And I was like, "Yeah, we want to do that." And then I just 
forgot about it and did do it. And so now, now you're, now the truth is known. But the good news, the good news is, Steve, and you're going to be very excited. Everyone's going to be excited about this, is that there is a volume two coming out, and he has asked again, could we be on there? So we, oh, uh, we just got to yeah. come up with a, with a another song uh, to go on there. And he had some suggestions actually. Um, but anyway, Steve, that's the full story. I probably wouldn't oh. normally share that on a podcast. Yeah. I'd tell you and personally. This, and this is, this is the point of our career where Nerfurter breaks up. Yes. <laughs> what other things Whoa. have you not been telling me, Perry? <laughs> well, that's okay. Live on David Well, well let's, let's, just, let's decide right now what song we're going to do. Okay. It's, it's, for me, it's a toss-up between Existential Blues and The Coming to Take Me Away. Oh, those are both excellent. I think... I think existential blues is really hard. Yeah, it's a difficult one. They're coming to puppies, take you puppies, away. puppies, puppies. Yeah, that would be good. But isn't it? Aren't the comedy musicians doing punk songs and the punk musicians doing comedy songs? You guys have to pick a punk song. Oh wow! Well, oh. we sort of we sort of cross the line there a little bit, but yeah, we, do, we should pick a punk song. Let's do um, let's do our own song. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to re-record our first album, so... Um, let me see. Oh, he, so he sent me an email of, of uh, song ideas, so I'm going to... You guys talk amongst yourselves while I dig that up. <laughs> okay. okay, sounds great. Well, okay, well, while Perry looks that up, Steve, we got to ask you about the sticker that comes with the vinyl single here. <laughs> ah, the sticker. The stinky, stinky sticker. Well, uh, well, this this came up. Okay, we wanted to, you know, package this vinyl and just have it really interesting because you know people don't do twelve inch singles very often anymore. And if we're gonna if we're gonna sell like two songs on record and make it, you know, enjoyable for people outside of just the two songs, it's like what else can we do to to enhance this? So it's like, all right, well, baloney colored vinyl. Or Bologna, sorry. <laughs> and like, right. so, yeah, yes. so we were brainstorming with our pressing plant on what, what kind of color combinations would work. And like, well, we got just straight up pink. And like we talked about doing a picture disc and actually taking a photo of some Bologna. That, um, that, that wasn't going to work. I don't think that would translate so well. Um, so we did, the, we did the pink with like the little mustard splatters in there. I'm like, oh, this is great. Now Perry said, no, is there a way to make the vinyl smell like Bologna? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> wow. It's like, well, we could do a scratch and sniff sticker for the label. It's like, then we thought like, ooh, maybe the oils in there would kind of affect the vinyl. Maybe that would be a bad idea. And so ultimately, Perry came up with the idea to to just include a scratch and sniff sticker. And and it's <laughs> and it smells so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> how, how do you get bologna smelling stickers? Do you, is that an option at the sticker place or? Oh, this is, is a, oh, well, here's the sad truth is they didn't have bologna. They only had hot dog scent. And so that's what it technically is. It technically is hot dog scent. And in reality, it doesn't smell like either bologna or hot dogs. It just kind of smells bad. But uh, you use your imagination, right? When you see the bologna picture, right. you're like, oh, that must be sure. smell yeah. what it smells like. I love that they had hot dog, though. Oh, yeah. Who else is using hot dog as their sticker? <laughs> I'll send you the link for this place. You probably got, you guys probably should get some stickers that are scented like 
uh, I think they have pizza. Absolutely. Okay, I found the list. Yeah, you guys ready? You ready to hear these songs? Yes. Oh, yeah, let's go for so, it. So um, at first he recommends doing a cover of Yub Nub, the, the Star Wars Ewok celebration, <laughs> which, oh, we had, which I had already done. It. So he thought maybe we could do a Nerfer diversion, which would be funny. Uh, and then he says, I want to be a lifeguard by Blotto. Do you guys know this song? Yeah, it's great. That's I want to be a lifeguard by Blotto. This is a great song. Disco Duck by Rick Dees. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a good one. I had that 45 as a kid as well. Oh, classic. I had to look up this next one. It's called My Name Is Not Merv Griffin. Do you guys know this song? Huh. No, I don't. My Name Is Not Merv not Griffin. It's actually, um, it's pretty funny. It's about a, it's just about what it sounds like. Um, you got to Google that. And then the then the next one is I Want to Kiss Her by Tim Cavanaugh. I don't know if you guys know this song. Um, it's like a country song, and it's it's funny. I Want to Kiss Her, but is what it says, and then it goes on like that. But it's a funny <laughs> yeah. song. I Want to Kiss Her. Look it up. And then a song called Let's All Get Demented by Ivor Biggin, which I didn't know. Oh, but that's okay. also another yeah. demented song. But um I don't know if I, I we just got to go through all those songs and figure out when to do, Steve. Hmm. That's tough. It, I guess it depends on what was done on volume one as well. Yeah, we got to look at that. Um, Star Trekking, was that on volume one? Oh, yeah, Star Trekking. That would be a fun one. Does this count as a band meeting? Like, are, are Dave and I yeah. now? <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> are we allowed to vote? Do you guys play bass and guitar? I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's see well do you have any qu- I'm sorry Steve and I are just talking we can talk about this in private <laughs> yeah we actually don't have band meetings often enough <laughs> do you have any uh, I mean let's talk more about about Al it's an Al podcast oh so uh, hey we're we're going to see him on the vanity tour in our hometown of Santa Barbara and we and we got an entire row of friends and family yeah we have great oh, seats wow. entire row. we're gonna party that's gonna so be cool. awesome we're yeah. very excited. Yeah, I'm excited for this tour because it's going to be, you know, mostly originals from what I understand, and it's going to be different every single show. There's going to be oh, a, a different huh. set list every single show. Yeah, we missed we missed the last time he he did that tour. Um, we had to go, I think, back east uh, for a wedding or something like that. Curse you, sister-in-law. <laughs> but but oh. so we're we're grateful he's doing this again. This is this is amazing. That's going to be awesome. And uh, Dave and I are going to be at that show, too. So we'll have to say hi. Oh, really? Awesome. You're going to be at the one in Santa Barbara? Aren't you guys in in New York? We are. We're nuts. We're flying out (laughs) to to see a whole bunch of shows. I I don't know what our account's up to. Somewhere around... Around thirty shows each, or something, or like oh, that. Oh wow! You're gonna, you're gonna follow him like a fish concert or the Grateful Dead, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and actually, for the Santa Barbara show, we have box seats. You know, like uh, Statler and Waldorf off on the side. Yeah! <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. are great. That is so. That's a. It's a neat theater. It's a really neat theater. You'll love that. That is great. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have to we hang out. Wait. Yeah, we'll meet you guys in person. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have you uh, autograph our (laughs) copies of Born Weird. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I I think I mentioned that I've been a big fan of you guys for a long time. As I was, like, doing some research for the interview, I realized that your newest album came out six years ago. And it it feels like it was only, like, two years ago for some reason. (laughs) Like It blows me away that it's been six years since Rockingham came out. That is true. I feel the same way. I'm like, that's our new album. It just came out. 
Oh, yeah, I think it still says Six years ago. new album out on Facebook or something like that. It's yeah. <laughs> it is the Time newest one. Way too fast. Well, this will this will make you feel old, Steve, is that we started playing together in 1994. That's almost 30 years ago. I mean, it's 28, oh, but 30 years coming back. up. <laughs> that is some old time stuff. Wow. Oh my god! Depending on the date, it could be 27 years ago. Yeah, I can't oh, remember the date. Mm. Yeah, we can't remember that. That was too long oh, ago. Man. They didn't that have was, a calendar was, back then. <laughs> that was Kurt Cobain's uh, lifetime and Janis Joplin and Jimmy Hendrix. Oh man, 27, 27 years. years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. We're going down a dark path now. Uh. Maybe you guys can uh, clear up a rumor, but Dave and I, we heard a rumor that you guys opened for Weezer. Is that true? That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the song doesn't lie. The song is true. We did open for Weezer. Actually, we saw Weezer. Steve and I, before Nerf Herder started, right? This was kind of the inspiration for Nerf Herder is we saw Weezer play at our friend's birthday party at a Mexican restaurant in, in Santa Barbara. And it was before their album came out. And I remember just being blown away by them. But it was like, you know, it was a place you could order like a bowl of chips and watch Weezer play. Do you remember that, Steve? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's Cantina. Yeah, it was it was wild. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Blue Album was like just about to come out on DGC. It was just like weeks away or something like that. Yeah. And they were playing birthday parties. Yeah. So Al has a couple connections to Weezer, and I was just curious, you know, how did you guys react when you saw Al show up in their Africa video? Wow, I haven't seen that video. Oh, wow. Wait, we're now getting kicked off of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will never open for Weezer again. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, we didn't I'm, see the video but i'm interested in hearing about that so yeah of course i mean obviously he they they love al because they're also from i think they're slightly younger than us but uh they uh, would have they would have loved al right oh yeah i think well, so what, I, I what is, what's another out, connection on al's album bad hair day he has the the polka alternative polka and originally weezer's song buddy holly was going to be in that song and they ended up uh, I don't know if it was them or their management ended up denying it, and they had to cut it out of the song. Oh, that's lame. Oh, man. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that Africa video. <laughs> Put that back in the song, Weezer. Allow it to happen. Because that, that recording it probably exists somewhere. There's probably a recording of, of that somewhere. Al put out the snippet. It does exist. <laughs> it is out there. Yeah, you can go back on Weird Al's Twitter and you can find it. I believe he posted it on Twitter. I'm going to let this Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Why wouldn't they let him do it? That just seems crazy. Right? Baffling. <laughs> I know. That was the record right, company. Well, that wasn't Weezer. I know those guys kind of a little bit. But uh, they uh, they would yeah. have done that. <laughs> they would have been happy. I, that's. I mean, I would be if Al wanted to polkify one of my songs. Yeah. And those polkas, are, they're so good. I mean, they're better. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, uh, I, I got to talk about my 10-year-old. My, my daughter, um, she, she's a massive Al fan, and she listens to two things when she goes to bed now. 
Sorry, Perry. It used to be Perry Grip, but <laughs> she now listens to <laughs> Weird Al <laughs> and uh, the soundtrack to Hamilton. And then when Al oh. did when Al did the the <laughs> Hamilton polka, it was just like mind blowing. She's like, she's the best of both worlds. My two favorite things in the world are done. So that's that's a huge hit in our house. Oh, that reminds me of me as a child when Al did the Pokemon song, the Pokemon song, because I was a ten year old kid obsessed mm. with Weird Al and obsessed with Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> That's incredible. Has your daughter gotten to see Al perform live yet? Uh, yes. Yeah, we've gone a couple times, oh, and uh, right. yeah, yeah, she's, and she's, she's met she's him. Coming along. Yeah, actually, you oh, know, wow. the, yeah, the, the first time, uh, the first time I met Al was um, my my wife Dana and I went to L.A. to uh, Al's book signing for I think it was his second book, um, My New Teacher and Me. And uh, yeah, we, we, we waited in line. And, well, my wife is like, she's been a long, diehard fan, like long before I met her. And she's like, we're going to this book signing. Elsie's got to meet Al. So uh, we, we stood in line and we met him. And uh, he signed the book and he held Elsie, who probably at the time was probably like three. And she just started crying. <laughs> and we got a photo. And, <laughs> and he's like, here, take Aww. your child back. And so we, we, posed for a, we posed for a photo together. And uh and like, and and I kind of whisper like while we're taking the phone, I was like, so hey Al, I'm in a band called Nerf Herder, and he turns to me, he goes, whoa, it's nice to meet you, wow, this is so cool, and like, can we open for you someday? Yes, I'm like, is he pulling my leg? Does he really know who we are? I don't know, but it was still the, the nicest interaction ever. And I'll never forget that, and it, it was amazing. And oh, that's yeah. so cool! What a great concert that would be. Yeah. Oh fun i don't know though if uh, if he would have us along we, uh, we're, we would look sh- like clowns we'd steal the show i don't know <laughs> he's the mister so we would look dumb <laughs> yeah and then uh then this the second time we met him was uh he was doing a a comedy bit over at the nerd melt in hollywood for uh jonah ray and camille nangiani's uh comedy show and uh Al showed up uh, to do. He did uh, "Dare to Be Stupid" with a with a little uh, orchestra quartet or something like that. And he was like in a dress wow. like Pop, Pavarotti. And he, you know the one I'm talking about? Or do you, have you seen that? Clip? I do. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And you guys so were we, there. Yeah, yeah we, we were there. there. We got to see yeah. that. Uh, and so we, wow. we met him afterwards. And uh, you know, he he came out to you know to talk to fans and ran up. I'm like, Al, 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 you don't remember me? I met you at your book signing. But hey, this is Perry Grip. And he's like. Perry Grip, can I get a selfie with you? And, and, and I was just like, Perry, you're the man. I was asking you wow. for a selfie. Oh man, he re- he really knows how to he really knows how to deal with like uh, weirdos. I, I mean, <laughs> I think that that photo is actually up on our Instagram account. Of that. Uh, that was fun. That was super. That's fun. awesome. Oh, a really cool. fun night. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of your Instagram account, you got some fun pictures up there where you guys got a weird Al Chia and you posted the progress as it was uh, as it was growing. That's yeah, that's still up over there. That. It's over on my tape deck still. It's all dried up, but it's still there. It's never going anywhere. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I haven't done yeah. my Mine's in the box still. I haven't done it yet. I'm saving Newton it. Package. It's going to be valuable. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that you guys did the uh, the chest hair, not just the uh, 
Yes. And, oh, <laughs> that, was, that was my wife's idea. It turned out great. It was really... <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Yeah, we we've got we've got like Funko Pops and you know, we the we got a lot of paraphernalia around here. Um, you know, the um the squeeze box, vinyl box set. We own that and it's like so Oh, it's, nice. Yeah, we're just just our house is just, you know, got so much love for Al. It's, <laughs> and and <laughs> Steve's Steve's wife is in the photo. What where was that the LA Times, that photo of Al oh, with all the people? Oh, was the Times it was supposed to be the cover of Times, the uh, the Times Magazine. Yeah, New York Times Magazine. Yeah, the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it was the time. Yeah, New York Times Magazine. Um, and he, but it was uh, it was during COVID when they when they shot this and or right at the beginning they thought it wasn't a good idea to have all these people in close proximity of each other. Um, but yeah, yeah, Dana went down um, and shot that, and she's actually two people behind Al, right in the middle. Um, wow! And she's uh, oh cool. She's, yeah, she's holding an accordion. She's holding and... my accordion, Steve. Oh, oh did your accordion? accordion. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Wow. Nothing, nothing weird there, but just uh... and the, and, the, and she's the only one. <laughs> she, she's the only one not looking at, at the camera. Oh man! <laughs> actually, no, no, no. There's a guy. I'm looking. I'm looking at the picture right now. There's a. There's another. Uh, there's a guy off to the side with the dog. He's not looking at the camera, but but Dana's like, she's got her head tilted and she's just like got this serious look on her face, <laughs> and it's just amazing. I just I love this picture. Uh, <laughs> I'm bringing it up right now. So which one is she? What color picture, shirt? Yeah. Yeah, she's got the pink and orange shirt, and she's kind of like looking just off camera. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right behind I see her, yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually my shirt. I, I used to wear that at, on at Nerfurter shows back when I was, you know, when it fit me. But, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> I had no idea there was such a Nerfurter connection to this photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's well, actually, so cool. there's a, Dana was also in a, in a Weezer video. <laughs> so she's, she, she, any opportunity to, like, you know... Did you guys watch that one at least? Uh, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good one. one. That was uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, she's in the she's in the scene in uh in the grotto in uh, the old Playboy Mansion grotto. Very cool. Dan- wow. Dancing behind wow. rivers Very or something cool. like that. <laughs> That's so awesome. So the new singles out. We talked about that. We talked about Al. I I'm really curious. I don't know if we have some time to, but I would love to hear about how you guys actually met. Oh wow. wow. That's oh, I know exactly how we met. Yeah, let's hear that, Steve. I want to hear that. Uh, well, I was I was playing in a band called the Whistling Cherries. That's right, a great band. And uh, and we were playing a show in Santa Barbara at a um, you know a little a little bar or something like that. And um, at the time, Perry was writing for the local paper. That's right. Um, I was a journalist. Been, yeah, the, for the music column, it was called Positively State Street, and Perry's pen name was Andrew Broomhead. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and so every every Thursday, the independent would come out and be like, "Oh, Andrew Broomhead, is he going to write about my band?" Nope. Here's <laughs> 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 hey, the next week. Is Andrew Broomhead going to write about my friend's band? Yep. I'm like, ah, oh, I see how it's going. So anyway, we're we're, we're playing this show, and um, and the singer Pat says like, "Oh, guess what." I called up Andrew Broomhead. He's coming. He's going to review the show tonight. <laughs> I'm like, wow, we're going to make it. This is going to be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. So we, we play a show and, uh, and I, we met and it was kind of brief and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and we kind of, that was it. We went on and the next week the the paper comes out. And, oh, um, no. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, reading, I'm reading the review. And it says, 
Whistling Cherries playing at <laughs> whatever rest, restaurant bar place we played at. It, uh, and it says, um, Pat was great band leader jumping around and Joe Gherkin playing guitar solos and and the drummer was powerfully sloppy. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. But I meant that as a, that's a compliment. And yeah, I, I think so. At the time, I was like, I didn't know how to take it, but uh, but hey, I, you know, and and then now we're in a band together. Yeah, was, that's uh, right. <laughs> that was terrible. I was a terrible writer. <laughs> no, it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> Power? At least, at least yeah. It's, so how does writing a terrible review lead to you guys then meeting and forming a band? No, it was a good review. I, it was that's that's a positive thing for me. But um, the okay. uh, I think we it's just Santa Barbara's a small town, and so I think I was in a band too. And you actually filled in for our drummer at some point. Yes, yeah, and that's the first time we played together. Yeah, um, you filled in for our drummer. I just knew you. I guess I just knew you, and and so uh, through after, I don't know. I still can't. It's a, it's a fog actually, but um, it we just uh, started playing together, and didn't we play with Agnès first? There was a girl from France, so maybe we played a couple practices with her or something like that. That's right. Yes, yeah, we can. We jammed with her, and then um, and then I think later on your band, the band was called uh, the Decline of Paisley John Shaver, and. Um, and your drummer had broke a finger or something like that. And and, and, and we have this show book. Steve, do you want to play drums with us? And I was just like, oh, hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was did fun. Didn't we play at the same the same Mexican restaurant that Weezer played at? I think at? we I'm did, yeah. Sure we did. Yeah, everyone <laughs> played there. Um, there were less people there, but we did do that. And then uh, I think we just, my band broke up and I was like, oh, well, I'll play music with Steve. I think that's yeah. what happened. It's like I've been looking for a powerfully sloppy, sloppy drummer. So, no, well, all, I mean, it, and it, I think we were just hit it off or something. Like we kind of yeah. get along personally. So, yeah. Well, we, we were we were friends for a while. We would hang out and go see shows together. I remember you took me uh, on a tour of the old Independent. That was the the local newspaper you wrote for. They had moved out of their space, and you had the key. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, and, and <laughs> we 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 went on a tour of the of the empty building, and and you busted out like a little bottle of of uh, apricot brandy or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to party, and like we were kind of I don't know, we just we'd go, go to shows. shows yeah, and... that was that. And also, the <laughs> other thing we did early on was that Steve had eaten at this restaurant by the beach called the Brown Pelican. And he had gotten breakfast there, and there was a cockroach in his omelet. Oh. So they gave him, they gave him a gift certificate oh, no. to eat there. And so, so you, me, and like, was it on yes and some other? It was person? on on yes, yeah. Yeah, we went and ate there. I remember that. It was very nice of you to take us. Yeah, that was wild. Oh. Thank oh, God for horrifying. that cockroach. It might not have been in a band. <laughs> And so I have to assume you guys, you know, as you were clicking and, and you know, maybe you shared some nerdy interests. Is that where Nerf Herder came from? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we just had a similar sensibility. I think that part of Nerf Herder's thing was maybe not taking itself that seriously. And I think at the time, a lot of people in the scene or in Santa Barbara, like, were really serious about it. So it kind of, I mean, they thought it was like a job or something. So. I think I don't know why we just kind of clicked. I guess seems sort of yeah. natural. Yeah, we never tried too hard. Um, 
And at the time, you know, there were a lot of bands in Santa Barbara that were, uh, air quote, making it. Um, you know, there were, a lot, there were quite a few bands like Toad the Wet Sprocket, Ugly Kid Joe, um, Lagwagon, Summer Camp. A lot of bands were getting record deals. And there were actually people moving here from small towns like Bakersfield to, air quote, make it. I'm like, shouldn't you just oh, okay. go to L.A.? It's like two hours away. It's like, no, people, Santa Barbara, <laughs> it's the hot thing. And there was even a CNN feature about that. I think we had a little clip on about is Santa Barbara the next Seattle? And, and you know, we thought like, all right, well, our friends are playing all these clubs. Let's just start playing these clubs and have fun. And, and then, yeah, I don't know. But one thing led to another. And then. Now we're on the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch podcast. Yes, that's right. And you guys will experience <laughs> you'll experience Santa Barbara when you when you come here for the show. Have you ever been here before? Either I've of you? never been. No, no, I've never been to Santa Barbara. It's like a little. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's like a kind of a tourist town. So there's a lot okay. of. Uh, people wearing boat shoes and stuff like that i guess <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a sleepy little town for sure but um yeah yeah is there still a chance that dave and i will make it once we get there yeah well i think you've made it already but um <laughs> okay you've had nerferder <laughs> on your podcast i mean i don't know what else That's true i don't know where else you could That's go true. time, time to, to retire, retire. But um, yeah, no, people. <laughs> no, it's a weird place to go to make it for sure. There's yeah, no. It's yeah. yeah. The music scene here, as far as we know, we're old and jaded now. But as far as we know, there's no music scene. There's there's like maybe two venues to play at, and uh, but uh, yeah, there's not much going on here. Plus, you know, we don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess uh, is born weird. Is that the first of more to come? Can we expect a, a sequel to Rockingham or? another full album anytime soon i think so perry right. has exited the chat <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that you know that uh that gif meme of of homer like sinking into the bushes <laughs> every time we talk about finishing our record that, that's like what happens we, we we've actually recorded we've we've recorded like a full album worth of backing tracks and i just have to like get them dialed in with lyrics and stuff so it's it's like um yeah it's just sitting right there could be done in a week or a hundred <laughs> years <laughs> i mean perry at one point weren't you putting out like a song a week <laughs> i still do and i do that now but that and that's of course you do okay that's of course a distraction <laughs> from uh, finishing the nerferda record <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you oh, got to no, check it out. This uh, new one's coming out this week. It's going to be Wiener Dog Castle is what it's called. Wiener Dog Castle? Oh, wow. Yeah, check it oh, out. Man, oh. Yeah. That's why the Nerferda record's not ready. Wiener Dog Castle. <laughs> oh, that'll be worth it. <laughs> now, I, I haven't dug too deep recently, but Perry, is there a way to just get every song you've ever recorded all in one download or or something i don't know and i can't imagine anyone wanting to do that but it's uh and there's a lot of i want to do that i've kind of been eliminating <laughs> stuff because when i started doing these songs it was sort of more for adults and now like i think my average listener's age is three years old so i get uh, i gotta oh, eliminate wow. some stuff well maybe more like eight years old but something something like that so <laughs> okay. I, so some of those songs are gone but um no i don't know how i don't know how you'd get that i don't know I think it's all online. I don't I have no idea. 
I, I just remember being in high school and having to individually download each track and it taking hours and always wow, finding you, a way to just get them all. <laughs> that was old school. Wow, you really did. That's interesting. Yeah. No, that would take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was cruel of me. I, I shouldn't you, have done that. Well, if you if you decide to put it out, uh, if you decide to put out a sequel to Born Weird with the intro first and Weird Al's solo on the B side, and then all of your work, Perry, will buy it. Got it. So, I'm making a note two, of that. Two buyers. <laughs> this is my this is my keyboard typing in notes. <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of doing singles. So we should just just to keep doing singles. I yeah, I like doing singles. Fine. We should do that. We've got some other we've got some other songs. I think are good. They're pretty good. They're okay, and oh. I think we can finish them soon. There's one about <laughs> Steve's awesome. mom, mom called Cat Lady, and it's just <laughs> okay. well. Uh, I made the mistake of, of, of telling my mom about that a long time ago. It's like, you know, Perry wrote a song about you. It's called Cat Lady, and he, he wants to name all the all the feral cats that you feed. And uh, so my mom literally is the crazy cat lady. And uh, Those cats so, are probably different now, right? Cause, yeah, they, they, they probably all changed. But, uh, but whenever I talk to her, has Perry finished the song yet? Oh, <laughs> man. Well, I'll, the studio I'll work on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's pretty excited about it. She wants to tell all of her friends. She's, she's excited. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that, that's a good reason for me Very to work cool. on it. I'm going to do that. Do it for my mommy. Do you think Socks 2 is still around? Um, I don't know. Socks too. Um, Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> wasn't one of the cats named Socks yes, too? Socks. There was Socks and Socks too. And there's Gray Boy. And there's uh, I forget. There, she's she texts it to me all the time, but I can't remember. Um, there's a long list of cats. Oh, that's good. <laughs> she gets. She wakes up at four thirty a.m. to go feed these cats. She's dedicated. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Wow. Do you think Al has a pet? I've never heard about this. Oh, uh, he's got a dog, yeah. I've seen him post pictures on Instagram. I think, yeah, he's got a dog. What kind of dog is it? It's a a, a little furry-looking cutie. Yeah, like a a dog dog. (laughs) A furry-looking dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, small. Specific. Fuzzy, you know. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right I, I i gotta ask so if if this next album ever does come out will born weird be on it or will that be an exclusive to this single hmm. oh. that's a good question i we don't have any answer for that but uh i think that it probably would be because we probably would need to scrape it and put everything on there we could so yeah i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> oh, so it'll, it'll have both versions it'll have oh. both versions yes yes okay and the Weird Al solo. <laughs> yeah, and the Weird Al solo. Just looped. Okay. A Sold list of Steve's mom's cats. And uh, <laughs> this interview will this be This interview on will be B-side. on there. Okay. <laughs> that should fill it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, we'll just have to figure out a new scented sticker to, to include. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Which other Weird Al songs would you guys like to cover? Oh, wow. Well... I think that we always like that song, Melanie. Actually, we talked about covering Melanie, which is an original, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, right. Uh, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, that would be really fun. Um, Yoda would be good. Oh, man. Yes. I love Yoda. Actually, God, I had, I had a good idea for that. I had a good idea for that. I'm not going to talk about it, though. 
keep it a secret. But I do, you know, the other song we that I thought would be good would be Dare to be Stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. That's, yeah, that we could totally nail that one. Well, what if what if you just cover, your whole next album is just Weird Al cover songs? Then you don't have to write anything. Hmm. It's possible. That's a good point. <laughs> what would the album be called? You'd have to call it something like Dare to uh, be Stupider or We Dared to be Stupid. No, I don't know what you would call it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you should do it. Again, Dave and I will each buy I'm one. in. <laughs> All right. D- done deal. <laughs> okay, I just All got right. really well, nervous. Maybe maybe I'll have I'll have my ten year old write up the, the set list of the songs we're gonna do. <laughs> She'd be like, There you go. Yeah, she'll say Albuquerque for sure, and that would be uh, We're too oh bad. We can't do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al, Al's band is way too good. They're way too professional, and we just yeah. Is there an Al tribute band? Because there's like tribute bands of lots of bands. There's yeah, there's a lot of like Al Al tribute stuff. I don't know if there's like a touring tribute band. Yeah, I'm not aware of any any specific band that all they do is they cover Weird Al songs. But there's been several Weird Al tribute albums that have come out in the past uh, couple of oh. decades. Jonah Ray put something out too, right? Yeah, yep. Jonah Ray put something out recently as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you you also had him on your podcast at one point. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, there's also Weird Al Burlesque. There's like burlesque troops and all they do what? is perform <laughs> Weird Al songs. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. That doesn't seem right, but I, I that is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's almost as weird as um, Daniel Radcliffe playing Al in the biopic. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be great. I'm so oh, I'm excited for that. This, Yeah, we that's were just talking about this the other day, uh, my wife and I, and it's just, you know, it's totally something Al would do. It's just like, you know what? I'm just going to pick the, the shortest person I could possibly find <laughs> with, like, you know, British accents, you know, just... <laughs> It's just perfect. British Al. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't, it's hard to picture, but it's going to be amazing. And But who's going to play uh, Dr. Demento? That's that's another, like, maybe like Jack Black, maybe? or He would be perfect. Oh. Well, in the original sketch, it was Patton Oswalt, so maybe they'll bring him back. But I think Jack Black would be great, too. Oh, Patton would be good. Yeah. Oh, wow. I keep waiting for him to say, like, ah, oh, fooled you. You know, April Fool's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, what is he going to call it? I mean, VHF? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, it's, I guess maybe it's just like the, the Weird Al story. I'm not sure, but uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> that would be good. But yeah. When's it supposed to come out? We heard uh, the end of 2022. That's, that's what we've heard. They... They haven't started filming or anything yet. He's probably just still trying to cast it. They, they may have started filming. They may, they're going to start filming in February, which it is now. Hmm. Cool. You could you guys could probably like get some inside scoop and sort of like you know sneak your way onto set and you know eat some of his uh, <laughs> deli tray. <laughs> if only we weren't on the other coast. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you guys are east coast. Harder to sneak in. Sneak in for sure. You're gonna be out here. You're gonna be out here on tour, or when he's on his tour. That's right. Where are you starting? What's your first That's date right. you're going to? Uh, we're we're hitting the first date. Where is that? In P- uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, which I believe you guys played 
not too oh, long Poughkeepsie. ago. Oh, yeah, Poughkeepsie. That's a place. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. it. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. I like that place. We had a great restaurant there. Remember that, Steve? Oh, yeah. It was like a fancy I... restaurant. Yeah. It had a date for a name. It was like 1873 or something like that. <laughs> huh. It was good. You should try yeah. it when you go there. Go eat it. Just yeah. look for a number and eat, eat it, whatever that is. <laughs> so we don't we don't right when it comes to touring and shows it's like we most thing we talk about you know is food and it's like you know, what are we gonna get for dinner after the show and it's like you know we, we'll actually just <laughs> leave, we'll leave the stage and be like all right dinner time like, sorry show's over and we'll just disappear and yeah we eat a lot actually when we when we practice or we rehearse or recording at a studio it's like half of the time we're just eating we just like <laughs> Where's that? We can only record at a place that's near a place we want to eat. <laughs> Sometimes we'll actually bring food well, on stage. Like when we played in um, what St. Louis, they're known for this weird cracker thin pizza that that some of the locals really can't stand. And, it's called and actually, Emos Pizza, right? Emos, e- Emos yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, we actually had some of that on stage, and we're like, "All right, we're gonna eat some of your pizza," and everyone's going, "Don't do it." It was incredible. It was so good. I wish I had some right now. <laughs> <laughs> Emo's Pizza. If you are ever in St. Louis, don't get St. Louis barbecue. That's passe. Emo's Pizza is okay. so good. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's great. I'm now well, hungry. We will. Are we? Are we done with our interview? I'm. It's time yes. for me to eat. Yes, actually. we're done. We're done. <laughs> uh, you guys are are awesome thank you so much for joining us we're, we're so excited for people they can now buy the single born weird they can head over to nerfherder.com they can get the 12 inch vinyl with the scratch and sniff sticker the bologna vinyl color and we can of course follow you guys instagram and twitter uh nerfherder underscore band and nerf rock on facebook thank you guys so much for joining us today thanks for having oh, us this was really fun so fun yeah, this has been, we love talking about Al with people that like talking about Al. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. We'll get Al to play yeah, on another song time. We'll do it again. Ooh. Maybe maybe in Santa Barbara when he plays, we can get a little photo op together. Yeah. Mm. Al, That'd be are, awesome. you, are you listening, Al? Al? Are you listening? <laughs> he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Well, thank you so much to Perry Grip and Steve Sherlock for joining us on the podcast this episode. Be sure to head on over to nerfherder.com to grab your copies of Born Weird While They Last. There were only 500 made, so act fast. All right, Dave, now that we have the vinyl on hand, I know we didn't have it before we recorded the interview. What do you think of the smell? What do you think of the disc? What do you think of it all? <laughs> Oh, I love just about everything about this vinyl, especially the scratch and sniff sticker. You know, I used to collect these scratch and sniff stickers when I was a child. And, you know, they all smell exactly the same. So as soon as I took out this sticker and smelled it, it reminded me of my childhood because it is that smell from my childhood. It's the scratch and sniff sticker smell. (laughs) Wait, all your stickers as a kid smelled like bologna? (laughs) <laughs> well, they all smelled. I, they all they all were supposed to smell like something, but they all basically smelled like this. I don't know. If this, I don't know if this really smells like bologna. It just smells like scratch and sniff sticker. <laughs> well, I for one, when I opened the box, 
I immediately smelled hot dogs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what bologna smells like. I, I don't think I've had bologna in a very long time. But as soon as I smelled it, it just smelled like hot dog water, like being at a 7-Eleven <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. I, lo- I love so much that they include that lyric sheet with Al's accordion solo on it. And the it's just, it's so cool. So I love it. Go grab that if you don't have it yet. And Dave, they also released their lyric video on YouTube, which is pretty stinking majestic. Yeah, you know, when I heard there was going to be a lyric video, I was thinking just, okay, a video with lyrics up on screen. But this is like a really animated, cool video. It's got little animations all over it, different people playing different instruments and stuff. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love how fast Al is playing the accordion in the video. (laughs) And my absolute favorite part is that the, uh, the keyboardist in Nerf Herder is just playing the keyboard with one finger, one note the entire time. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. Well, after the interview, Steve messaged us to say that you may be able to hear his pet rescue pigeon, Arthur Dent, a.k.a. Arthur, King of the Pigeons, in the background of the interview. So listen closely and let us know if you heard Arthur Dent, a.k.a. Arthur, King of the Pigeons. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also recreational. As we all know, Darwin, Minnesota is home to Darwin Dassel Park. Darwin Dassel Park is the largest park in Meeker County and includes six and a half miles of trails for hiking, cross-country skiing, and horseback riding. Ah, wow. There's not too much that I'd love more than horseback riding on a nice spring day after a heavy rainfall. Well, if you plan to bring your horse to the park, please be aware that the County of Meeker kindly asks that you do not ride horses on the trails while the ground is soft during the spring or after rainfalls. Oh, bummer. Well... I guess that's okay, because if there's anything I love more than riding my horse, it's taking out my cross-country skis and snowshoes and going for a nice walk on the trails. Well, Ethan, unfortunately for you, the Meeker County website says that the cross-country ski and snowshoe trails are currently being groomed. Oh, that stinks! I mean, is there anything that I can do? Oh, yeah, let's see. It's according to the website, it says uh, the park is also home to picnic tables. Oh, wonderful. You know, I always wondered where picnic tables lived. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin more than just a twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Discover Darwin, and Jackson Scoggins. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend-level Patreon supporters, Jared, Allison, Frank from the Bank, Adriana, Zeb, Scott, UH Jeff, Javier, Kenneth, Jake, and Blair. Also, thanks to Trevor Son and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly, wacky, weekly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name mentioned on the podcast and access to secret episodes. 
Plus, you can learn how to become a sponsor of the podcast, and you get to hear bonus episodes before anyone else. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. Our We Hate Intern Frank line of merchandise makes a great gift for International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com. And we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message on a future episode. For everything about our podcast, including incredible past episodes and guests, be sure to visit weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special bonus episode book series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we want to thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're subscribed because it not only helps us out on the podcast, but it also makes you a wizard, Harry. Thank you once again to our guests, Perry Grip and Steve Sherlock of the band Nerf Herder. Also, thank you to Arthur Dent, a.k.a. Arthur King of the Pigeons and Will King. Thank you to the Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everybody else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill. Hey, Ethan, I figured out something pretty cool. Oh, what'd you figure out? You know, you can scratch and sniff me. You want to try? No, thank you. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 147-inch. The podcast that may or may not smell like hot dogs. I don't think I've ever been to that bathroom.